Hello, and welcome back to The Woods, a podcast about the mysterious, the legendary, and the plain weird. Because you never know what you're going to find in the woods. I am Shazne. And I'm Sandy. And we are your hosts. Because you don't know that yet. (laughs) Of course. It's only been like 26 episodes. I mean, someone could be starting out like right now. If you're just starting, welcome. Please stay. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Okay, so Uh, first things first. Um, Sandy and I were having a conversation about um, how sad it is that people refer to Sum 41 as classic rock, even though they're literally from, like, the 90s, late 90s, right? Yeah. And how... We're only, like, 22 years old, and I'm sorry, they're not classic rock. Like, that is not considered classic rock yet. But people consider it classic rock, and that is what so is, weird. Like, what is the criteria? Like, at one point, at what point does, like, Fat Lip become classic rock? You know what? What? They've been calling, like, like, actual classic rock. They've been calling that classic rock since the early 2000s, and it would have only been, like... 20, 30 years old. So, like, have is, so has it reached? it is classic rock. <laughs> but you can't, can't know, because classic rock is, like, its own genre. Yeah. This is so weird. But what comes it, up with this stuff? So, like, but, I mean, they, they can be described as punk rock. So is punk rock now a genre of the past? Classic I'm, punk rock. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but, like, the punk bands out today don't sound very punky to me. And maybe it's because I'm old and cynical. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, no, I I agree. But where is the like, rage from the early 2000s? I mean, there was like a point to punk back then, but now it's like the same punk bands are still making music about punk stuff, but the p- new punk bands, they don't talk about that stuff. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I don't know. Ugh, there's too much politics involved. What we were getting at, though, <laughs> is that we looked up, we were like, oh, we're, like, we knew some 41's from Ontario, and we are trying to figure out which exact city, because we couldn't remember. So Sandy looked it up, and they're from Ajax, Ontario. Yeah. Also, you know, to, okay, here's a little preface. Uh, when Shazne and I were the ripe old age of 16, we went to see... Two of our favorite bands, live in concert. Those bands were Sum 41 and Billy Talent. Mm-hmm. So this was our lifelong dream. Up until this moment, we're there. It's intense. It's great. So then suddenly, you know, Sum 41's about to start playing. Everyone's screaming. Like, the lights dim. <laughs> it is dark. And suddenly, the drummer, Steve, Steve-O, if you will, walks out onto his drum set, and Shazne and I go fucking nuts. We're like, <laughs> we are seeing Steve-O live. He is right there. We are in the same room. If we wanted to risk it, we could hop over this fence thing and jump on stage. That is how close we were. And anyway, the rest of the night was a dream come true. So, <laughs> <laughs> Q 
keep this in mind because today we were coming home after getting our smoothies and some used books, support lo- local used bookstores, and we're like, what the fuck is Steve-O doing now? Because he left because, you know, he his wife was having, like, a kid. He's like, I just want to, like, spend time with family. You know what? You do you. So, like, what's he doing now? Turns out he's a fucking realtor. <laughs> Literally none of our listeners care. <laughs> no, it's just us. But Steve-O's a realtor. Could you imagine going from being a punk rock drummer dude? Oh my god, to I'm gonna realtor? cry. Okay, and this this just kicks the bucket right here. Okay, he like his picture on the realtor website. <laughs> it does not look like him. He's so clean cut. He and he's standing in front of a a bush with flowers on it. He has glasses, like circular glasses. His hair is combed. That's not what a rock star looks like. He's in like this nicely pressed suit, and he has this nice smile on his face. Like this is Steve-O. He's a fucking realtor as of last year, so this is recent, okay? And um, it just feels like a chapter in our lives is coming or has ended and we were in denial about it but now it's time to face the facts our favorite drummer is now a realtor and it's time for us to grow up so that's how our day's going yeah (laughs) email us about your day please do oh canadian girl sent us an email another one did I see it? I think I seen it. Did I see it? I don't know. It was like the one where she's like, "Oh, I love you too," and I'm like, "Oh, thanks." I think I seen it because sometimes I get notifications. Yeah, she she said to post the unicorn thing, and I keep forgetting oh, yeah. to post the unicorn okay, license. I see it. But I will. I promise. So thank you so much for emailing us. We really appreciate we Canadian always, girls' support. We always appreciate Canadian mm-hmm. girls' support. High five to Canadian girl. You didn't yeah. see you didn't see that, but we just lifted. We high fived you. Yeah, from a distance. Yes. Um Yeah. Okay. Well so we went to a used bookstore too. That was fun. That was fun. Um there's so many like haunted ca- or yeah, haunted Canada and haunted Saskatchewan books. I mean like all the other provinces. Uh we found the Saskatchewan book. That we talked about a few what, sour milk ago. and other Saskatchewan crime stories. Yeah, where if you guys remember, I'm holding the book right now. You can't see me, but I'm holding it. Um, the murder in Swift Current, where that guy killed his coworker, and the same guy who killed the coworker really liked to practice karate with the mop. You know that one. So I found the book with the story in it. And I don't know why I didn't think to go to this used bookstore to see if they had it. But, like, I mean, I found it online, so, like, whatever. But, no, I'm excited to read this and maybe talk about some of the murders. Mm -hmm. And then I bought part two. So we have all the great Saskatchewan crime stories in our Mm -hmm. possession. So that's exciting. How was your week? Uh, I'm about to drop dead. Ah. I am tired, and I handed in my final exam today, like my take-home one, and I got an email saying that my application to convocate has been received. I'm a little salty that it took them four months, but you know what? Whatever. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited to relax and 
talk about some spooky shit. How was your week? <laughs> uh, it was pretty good. So, my parents have been just watching the randomest shows on Netflix. And the other day, they put on this show called Bondi or bon- Bondi Rescue. And it's an Australian show about this beach and about the lifeguards on the beach. And, like, it's, like, um, what's it called? Like, it's real. Like, it's a documentary kind of thing? Not a documentary, but, like, real people TV. Oh, what? Reality TV. Yeah, I'm like, so, live TV? No. No. So, <laughs> so it's <laughs> real people TV? <laughs> <laughs> it's reality TV. So, um, yeah, it's just these lifeguards and they, like, rescue people. But I am, like, hooked. <laughs> I think, like, I just love watching, like, the the ocean and the sand. Like, it just looks so warm there all the time. It's so cold here all the time. I know. And, like, they're just, like, whatever. They're saving people. But, like, it's just so warm looking. And it makes me really, really want to reconsider going to Australia again. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I believe in you. Uh, Yeah. I need money. (laughs) Me too. Um... So I am absolutely hooked on that show. That's that's how my week has gone. Uh, got a new car a little while oh, ago. Yay. I love it. And um, I've been chilling with my axolotls a lot because they're fun. You know, for a second I thought you were going to say X and I was like, no. I oh, disapprove. <laughs> no thanks. No thank you. Oops, sorry. Anyways, this week's topic was recommended by our good friend, Megan. Yes, it was. Yes. Megan, shouts out to Megan. She's slowly catching up to the pod. (laughs) Yeah. The last time I talked, or the, she, okay, last week she was on the Christmas episode. Ooh, that was such a good episode. I know, I love that episode. Um, so yeah, I don't know what episode she's on now, but anyway, she requested this topic, so we're gonna talk about it. Today we are talking about haunted castles. Yeah. Ooh. That's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so mine is not very long. Wait, 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 hold but... on. Okay, every time I think about like haunted castles, like I, I picture Scooby Doo in my mind. Scooby Dooby Doo. Where are you? We've got some work to do now. Yes. Scooby-Doo. Like, I feel like they spend a lot of times in haunted castles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like really mansion-y kind of haunted houses. So, <coughs> what do you got for us this week, Sandy? I have the Musham Castle. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's spelled like Musham, so... Mooseham. Mooseham? Is it Mooseham? No. Oh. <laughs> this, okay. Anyways. Mooseham. But most people call it the Witch's Castle. So we're okay. just going to go by that. Okay. The okay. Witch's Castle is located in Lung, Lungau? Lungau? <laughs> region of Salzburg, Austria. It was said to have been built by Prince Bishop of Salzburg. It gets the name the Witch's Castle because in the 1680s, villagers in the surrounding areas believed that there were witches living among them. Classic. So this panic lasted for about 15 years 
and said to have been caused by, or it's said to have been mass hysteria caused by the fear of disease and plague. And people just believe that people were getting diseases and plagues because of witches, not because of poor hygiene or science. <laughs> so, uh, not many people, or like, no one really knows how many witches, uh, quote unquote, were executed in the castle. But they estimate that it's between 1,675 and 1,690 men, women, and children who were accused of witchcraft, arrested, and brought to the castle. These accused witches reigned from ages 10 to 80 years old. Wow. Yeah. These people who were accused of practicing witchcraft were put on trial and they were all found guilty. How? I don't know. They just were found guilty. Isn't that, like, crazy? People were just like, you're a witch. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. We've proved it. (laughs) Yeah, we proved it. How? Because we said so. Yeah, basically. what? So as punishment, they were tortured and killed. Most people, or most of the people executed were said to have been under 21 years old. And there were some reports that say that some witches were beheaded in the castle's dungeons. So a lot of the people tortured were simply, like, beggars or homeless children that had no means of defending themselves. And they would sometimes just admit to false charges to make the torture stop. So the torture was so bad that they would have rather just had said, like, hey, I'm a witch, please just kill me. So the methods of torture were awful. Some torture methods include, but are not limited to, cutting off of hands and burning with hot irons. So some of the people who survived still have the scars from being burned with hot irons, and it just means that they're criminals, so, like, for the rest of their lives... They'll have this burn mark that signifies that they're criminals for having been accused of witchcraft. Jeez. Yeah. So it is believed that the ghost of these witches still haunt the castle, and it was also said that the one one woman they killed was an actual witch. And this witch is said to haunt and terrorize anyone who tries to visit the castle. And not only was this castle the site for witch trials and witch killings, but it had also been visited by werewolves. So it has everything going on, like two in one. In the 1800s, deer and cattle were found dead and mutilated around the castle. People were like, hot damn, it's a werewolf. I don't know why I wrote that, but... (laughs) So suspected residents were arrested, taken to the castle, and executed for being werewolves, and I guess lying about it. So they were just killing everyone. First witches, next it's werewolves. What next? So today the witch's castle is a museum and you can go visit for some good spooks. Uh, Staff who work at this museum claim to feel as if they are being touched. There have been reports of feeling someone's breath on you while you're walking around. Hearing loud banging footsteps and hearing... Or no, loud banging sounds and then hearing loud footsteps followed by the sounds of doors slamming shut. Other staff and visitors also recount seeing unexplainable floating white mists. Same. (laughs) So there's a room in the castle called the Room of Tony, which was the room of the man who was responsible for doing all the torture. Mm. So people say that when they walk into the room, they feel a dark presence there Mm -hmm. with them. And one visitor even claimed to have spoken with the entity that resides there. I couldn't find what the thing said to her, but apparently he talked to her. In the torture chamber, people have felt hands touch their hair or their legs. I found that interesting. One or the other, I guess. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, other visitors and staff have reported feeling an unsafe presence come very close to them and breathe on them. <laughs> so there have been voices recorded during EVP sessions in the castle, and the castle was even featured on the icon- iconic TV show Ghost Hunters International. I used to love watching oh that show. Oh my gosh, yes. So if you find yourself in Austria, go down to the Witch's Castle for some frightening spooks. And that's all I have on that. And if you do go, please let us know. Email us. Please do. Take us with you, actually, please. Even better. We'll all go ghost hunting. And while we're there, you know, across the pond, let's go over to Italy, where we can see another haunted castle. You know. Tell me all about it. My story. Um... When, okay, sorry. few questions about yours. <laughs> what year was it-ish? Like, how long ago? The witch things or the werewolf? Both. The werewolf was in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. The witches would have been, like, 16th, 1700s kind of thing. Yeah. Interesting. Back when they, when everyone was a witch. What would be today's equivalent of, you're a witch, you're a werewolf? Do we have one? Well, I mean, in high school, there's like, oh, that's an emo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, an emo. (laughs) A burner. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so funny. Oh, goodness. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So... Yeah, let's head over to Italy to the castle of Montebello. It is located near San Marino in the region of Emilia Romagna of Italy. Cool. Yeah. I've been to Italy, but I haven't been here. So sad. Um in the mid 14th century, a young girl was born to a noble family in the castle that I just spoke about. Her name was Gwendolina Malatesta. She was a healthy baby with big blue eyes, other than one fact. She was born as an albino. (gasps) Gasp. I gasp. Burn them. (laughs) A stark contrast from her family, whom had dark hair and dark complexions as well. Uh, At the time in... At this time in history, people with, um, I didn't actually look up if this is a real word. (laughs) (laughs) Let me double check this. I was like, this has to be it, right? Yes, it is. I was like, I need another word for albino. It's probably like something like albinism. But I was like, I'll look it up later to make sure. I mean, I forgot to. Yes, albinism is a word. <laughs> well, I know that now, thanks to Google. <laughs> you know that, like, just now. <laughs> well, apparently my brain knew it and I didn't know it, so. Yes, my brain and I are separate. <laughs> no, that, like, I get it. We are different things. Okay, so, yeah. Uh, she had albinism. Albin- albinism? Albinism? Albinism, albinism. What? I think your ghost was touching my leg. Oh. Ghost, <laughs> stop. That was weird. Okay. 
At this time in history, people with albinism or anything that made them seem different were widely feared and hated. They were thought to be the devil's work or dark magic. Her mother tried to dye her hair black to hide her differences with a concoction of herbs, but the dye refused to stick and instead gave the young girl's hair a blue tint, resulting in her name Azurina, which comes from Azur being a shade of blue. Oh, okay. Yeah. Her family feared for her safety and kept her protected inside the castle away from the outside world. She had two guards, Dominico and Ruggiero, who were given the duty of keeping her safe. But, of course, there's always a but. June 21st of 1375 was a very stormy night. Azarina was playing with a ball in one of the rooms of the castle. Dominico and Ruggiero were a ways bit away from her, perhaps in a different room, when the little girl dropped her ball through a trapdoor and down into the, into the castle's space, basement or cellar or something. I don't know what castles have. A dungeon? I live in a house. <laughs> <laughs> We are but peasants. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> she went down to fetch it, and this is when the guards heard a blood curdling scream. They ran to find Azarina, but she nor her ball were nowhere to be found. They had simply vanished. At least it seemed to be so. Her body and ball, to this day, have still not been found. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, I'm going to show you a picture of her, because they have a portrait of her. Um, at this castle where she disappeared, like, and it's really creepy. Oh my god, that's the portrait? That's the portrait they have hung over the spot where she, like, fell down That's creepy the as fuck. Yeah. It's like this, like, doll-like looking girl with, but she's all blue and has huge eyes. Let's make that the, the teaser picture. That's what I was thinking. So... If you didn't see the teaser picture for this week... Go see it. Go look at Instagram. It's there. We assure you. But yeah, it's hung. Like, you can see. Oh my god, it is. Yeah, and then this is where... Okay, this little corner mm-hmm. is where the cellar thing is. That's that's where the trap So, like, this was. isn't, like, a, a legend or anything? Like, this happened? Well, that's what they say. Okay. But the, the, if she fell down... That is the corner where it happened. That's mm. where she disappeared. Okay. Or she, well, she didn't fall because I think there was stairs, but like where she went down into the basement, that's where she disappeared. Okay. Weird. Yeah. So I'm assuming like that, because it's kind of a fenced off area, like I think mm-hmm. you can look over and down, but, or something, but like obviously I can't because I'm not there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. Do, 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 do. Yeah, Dominico and Ruggiero, you know, that was their job to protect this little blue girl. Fire them. Yeah, pretty much. And they ran over there and she was gone. Oh no, where'd she go? Nowhere to be found to this day. So it is said that the father had been away at battle during her disappearance and he had Dominico and Ruggiero executed. Oh, after- damn. Yeah. Executed. I said fire, not killed. <laughs> Dominico and Ruggiero executed. Oh my god. <laughs> After he found out that they had failed their duties as Azarina's guards. Now, you know, nowadays, every five years, on the day of the summer solstice, which is the anniversary of her death, June 21st, Azarina can be heard once again. 
She screams as loud as she can from the cellar she disappeared from on the fateful stormy night in Italy. So that's what they say every five years. If you go there, you can hear her. Oh, I forget what those ghosts are called. Oh, yeah. But they have a name of, like, when they appear only at, like, a, yeah. a certain date. It's just kind of weird if it's every five years. Yeah. So. What's the significance of five? Okay. So, a lot of people believe, because this story was told orally for a really long time, that it's not real. And even, like, if you go to the castle's website, it's really badly translated from Italy Italian? Italian, probably, from <laughs> Italy. <laughs> from Italian, probably, because I tried reading it, and it was, like, worded really funny. Funny? Funnily? Huh? Um, and even they were like, this is how legends are made. You know, people, you're, they, what they use is, they use the game telephone as an example. Yeah. They're like, remember when you were a kid, and you sat in a circle of ten of your friends, and you guys told each other secrets, and then you had to see... What the secret was at the end, and it was. I mean, never I never the said secret. secret. I'd yeah. probably say something dumb, but yeah. Yeah, that that's what they use as an example. So I was like, okay, cool. So the story was passed down orally for nearly three hundred years until a priest wrote it down in a book and local, a book about local legends and folklore. Though this book no longer exists, and it may have never existed, we don't know because it's not around. There is no other evidence to or evidence of the events of Azarina ever taking place apart from the medieval lore from a spooky night for for a spooky night in 1990 and 1995 television crews supposedly caught a little girl crying in the castle on tape and again in 2000 where she may have been calling out for mama they caught somebody saying mama hmm. and in 2005 a recording caught a single voice saying the name Alosio Al- and a group of voices chanting an old Hebrew word for devil. Um, but I called baloney on that one. <laughs> I don't know. Why? Maybe she was dragged down to hell. How rude of them. <laughs> like, what the hell? Okay. Okay, hell. Thanks. Um, there was another investigation in 2010 that found nothing. And then there, uh, there wasn't really anything from then on. Uh, next year is the anniversary, though. Wanna go? Yeah. For yeah. my bachelorette party, we can go go something there. Yeah. Let's go see Azarina and try to get her to scream. How weird is that? <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, I usually hey, don't like girl. screaming children. I <laughs> uh, don't think I would like screaming dead children, but I guess in this case, yeah, I'll have to make an exception. Okay, so... So, a man by the name Leo Farinelli spent 20 years uncovering the mystery of Azarina, including contact with the girl through psychics, and came to the conclusion that Gwendolina, which was her real name, was actually born in 1375 rather than died in 1375. Oh, okay. And rather than being albino, she was actually just blonde with blue eyes, appearing to be of, like, a Nordic descent, rather mm. than the region they lived in, where, like, I think it was Mediterranean, so they all have very dark complexions. Yeah. Um, her parents, uh, a name I can't pronounce, but I'm going to attempt to, it's, like, Agusion della Fegiola and Constanza Malatesta, both had dark complexions, leading Agusion to believe that 
perhaps this child was not his. Constanza denied ever cheated on Ugusion, her husband, but he suspected she had an affair with a blonde-haired French guard in the castle who resembled Azarina very closely. Azarina then disappeared from the castle at the age of eight in December of 1383. If this is true, then the story, which had been orally passed down for generations, had become twisted and perhaps was covering what really happened to the little Gwendolina. Murder. Likely by her father. Damn. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But I mean, I'm pretty sure this is all coming from psychics. Mm. So if this is true, that also means that psychics are true. Well, at least this one was. Some. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Psychics say that she was very close with a head guard, Hubert Jean Joseph, who was blue-haired, blonde-eyed like herself, and possibly, maybe, perhaps her real father. Um, This was coming from an article that was directly translated from Italian and, again, was very hard to understand because translations don't work out very well unless you have a translator. Um, so this is kind of what I understood from it, was this Hubert Jean Joseph dude was, yeah, a guard at the pa- at the castle, and, yeah. So anyway, I have a quote from, you know, the, the ghost of Hubert Jean Joseph. Cool. Yeah. Let, let me, let me add it. And, you know, he talks about her quite a bit. It's interesting. And I, I have this as, as the ending because... I thought it kind of told a lot of really good things about the young Gwendolina and, you know, she was a little eight-year-old kid possibly who was murdered by her father and that's really sad. So let's end on a positive note, note about her. So he says, the more time passed, the more the child showed her anomaly for those times. She was intelligent to astonish. She knew about music without having taken lessons. She sang in French. She knew how to tan every kind of herbaceous plant. Herbaceous plant? A herb. (laughs) She knew how to tan herbs and obtain oils, perfumes, medicines, grasses that she could gather in the meadows around the castle when she was accompanied by the nanny and the little dog. She often spoke of Moses, astonishing men of the church and the Pope himself. She knew how to sew fabrics from an early age, and from herbs, she also knew how to obtain shades of various shades. Colors, I'm going to assume. Various colors. This was Gwendolina, a source of wonder and fear for those who approached her. She, or the nanny Goriana in her service, Friar Gregorio, Gregorio? Mm -hmm. a teacher of several disciplines, and a small dog were the only company permitted. Because she was kept in the castle away from everyone. Yeah, so I think, like, honestly, that whole story about her just being a little blonde girl makes so much sense because, like, the father would have been ashamed knowing that she possibly wasn't his child and therefore he decided, like, to keep her locked away in the castle um, so that nobody could find out. And then that's how, like, townspeople would know, like, this family has a kid that they never let out. Oh, I seen her once. She's, like super pale and white oh maybe she's an albino you know and that's how like the rumors get rolling Mm -hmm. and then he probably just 
killed her. Killed her, or someone did. Something happened to her. Sad. That makes sense. Yeah. That would probably not be unusual for the time. Not at all. Was this the 1300s? Yeah. Late 1300s, yeah. The 1300s number. Oh, jeez, man. Even in the 1400s. Oh, God. That probably happened, too. No, thanks. Well, I mean, if in the 1800s they were killing people because they thought they were werewolves. Yeah. Like, excuse me? (laughs) That's crazy. Um, yeah. Like, I can't even believe that World War... One was a hundred years ago, and World War Two was less than a hundred years ago. Like, I know that's it, crazy. In the grand scheme of things, that wasn't long ago. It's not long ago, at all. Mm-mm. Oh my gosh, what is wrong with people? That's all I can say. <laughs> oh, that reminds me, I forgot to take a picture of the Hitler area of the bookstore for Megan. Oh, <laughs> Which sounds really weird now. Also, sad realtor. We're back to the beginning. Oh my god, I'm gonna be thinking about that for the rest of my fucking life. Yeah. Someday we'll all end up being sad realtors. Yep. That's just the way life goes. That's the cycle of life. (laughs) And then you die. (laughs) Only to be reborn again to become a sad realtor. (laughs) If... I will you don't get killed for being a witch. Go first. to your final form, which is a sad realtor. Yes. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> uh, okay, we have to make sure we end up in the same old person home. <laughs> so we can continue the podcast. Of course, everyone's still going to want to listen to us. <laughs> They'll all be dead. <laughs> We can put on live shows for, like, the other residents. <laughs> They'll think we're crazy, because all we talk about is dead people. I mean, but, like, we'll be old, so it's kind of, like, accepted. We'll be such experts on murder and ghosts. And, like, just weird stuff. Mm-hmm. We'll be some pretty cool old ladies. I think so, too. We have to dye our hair funky colors, too. Yeah. Now I can't wait to be old. <laughs> <laughs> But I want to skip the sad realtor part. <laughs> I thought you. I thought that was the part that you were most excited for. No way, man. I'm most excited to be an old lady with funky hair color. Just not a sad realtor. No. No, thank you. Yeah, so we're, like, tempted on emailing uh, Steve-O, who is now a realtor. <laughs> uh, but we don't know if that's a good idea. Email us your thoughts on that. Should we let him know that we talked about him on the podcast? Should we send him a link of the podcast? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and if you or anybody you know <laughs> would like to put your podcast advertisement oh, on yeah. the show. I always forget to ask. Promo. Podcast promo. If you want to do a swap, let us know because we always have an open slot at the beginning of the episode. No one takes it. Even if you've already had a promo on our show and want to do it again, go ahead. Let us know. Let us know. We don't care. Free advertisement. <laughs> we don't get paid for this, so... Uh... <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. Promos definitely are welcome. Spread the love! 
Um, and yeah, if you have a suggestion for a future episode, let us know. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram at the Wits Podcast. Uh, we are uh, at the, the Twitters. <laughs> you can tweet us at Woods Podcast. You can email us, thewoodspodcast at gmail.com. We don't have a website to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> We'd like to thank Jason Shaw for our theme, Running Waters. Um, thanks. Bye. <laughs> Leave a review, please. Review, rate, and review on iTunes. Thanks. Bye.